episode was previously recorded and has been edited for the new Indie Business Podcast. Welcome to the Indie Business Podcast, dedicated to helping you break all the rules, build your own corporate ladder, and create the life you love. And now, here's your host, Donna Maria. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Lifestyle CEO Show. I'm your host, Donna Maria, the original Lifestyle CEO, and you have arrived at the show where we empower you to break all the rules, build your own corporate ladder, and create the life you love. And today, we have a woman on the show who has done just that. I need to say absolutely no more. All of you guys know what I do, trying to empower women, help them, inspire, and encourage them. I could just shut up right now and let today's guest just take it away. Oh, Donna Maria, how are you? I'm doing good. You guys know who that is. That's Paula Dean from the Food Network. From Food Network, yeah. That's right. And the author, the magazine publisher, the restaurateur, uh, the talk show host, and I'm sure there's other stuff coming. I, movie I star. I was in a movie. I movie was in star. A movie. That's right. Oh, That's my right. goodness. Well, this is wonderful. It's such a privilege for me to be here with you today, Donna. And, um, well, I'm just, I appreciate you and applaud you for encouraging women to pursue their dream. You know, for years, we were kind of looked on as the weaker sex. Mm-hmm. And I found that that's not the case at all. Uh, women are very strong and powerful beings. Mm-hmm. In fact, um, all of our great male leaders were raised by a woman. Isn't that something? Yeah. Well, you know, I, I tell you, Paula, I'm surrounded by the lady and sons. I have your books here. I have your bio here. And yesterday, I have to tell you, I cooked one of your recipes. I'm going to tell everybody which one it was. It was so delicious, and my husband loved it. (laughs) But, you know, the the lifestyle CEO, the listeners to this show, as you know, are lifestyle CEOs. They are people who are owning and managing a business, not solely for financial reasons, although that's important, but also to enjoy the benefits of independence, flexibility, and fun. And, And no one really needs that more than moms. Right. And you are such a perfect illustration of what one mom can do when she really puts her mind to it and is just determined to create a legacy for her children while she's doing something that she loves. Now, I want to start, if you don't mind, by yeah. taking people back to, oh, I guess about 1989 when you were dealing with, I think it was some agoraphobia, and you also... We're going through a divorce at the time. Tell me what that was like and how you got this idea for making food to sell. Well, I was pulling myself out of, of a 20-year run of agoraphobia. I was, I was at 40 years old, and I tell you what, I remember the day I got up and said, you cannot continue to live like this, Paula. You're going to die if you don't do something. And I got up that morning, Donna Maria, and... Um, the serenity prayer went through my head. Mm-hmm. And I had heard this prayer for years, but this particular morning, it all made sense. Mm-hmm. It all made perfect sense. And no, there were some things I couldn't control. I couldn't control my death, my children's death, everybody I loved. Um, but God had, had not promised us uh, more than today. 
and uh-huh. that's what I had, and I was going to try to go out and live it. And it was not an instant thing, you know. It took it took time uh-huh. for uh-huh. me to um, to really make full circle and come out to the uh, as the person that I had started. And, and, and look what and, you did. Look what you did at the beginning. For and I know I only know the tip of the iceberg of the story because I've just read your bio and my preparation materials, but. You be, how old were your sons at the time, Paula? Uh, well, if I was 40, my, uh, one, one son was 20 and one was 17. Okay, so you had, you had kids that were still, were they still in the home or at least oh, one of them? still with me, yes. They were still in the home yes, and you found yourself in a position had... where you needed to generate some income. Right, right. I, I was in a 27-year marriage with their father. Mm-hmm. And um, their father and I had a very big difference of opinion on one one subject, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I knew I couldn't fix it. I couldn't make it right. I had tried for years mm-hmm. to no avail, and I finally realized that the only thing I could change was me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was the only thing I had control over, mm-hmm. and so I wanted to gain my independence, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I, I'm a product of the 50s and 60s. I Married when I was 18 years old, have no education mm. other than a high school education. Mm-hmm. So I'd, I had been a bank teller off and on all my life as mm-hmm. times would permit me to work. Mm-hmm. And uh, I knew on my last day there I had had a gun put to my head. So I knew that I didn't mm. want to do that anymore. Oh, my goodness. And at 40 years oh. old, my husband moved, moved us to Savannah, Georgia. Mm-hmm. And I was devastated, just mm. devastated. Went to bed for two months. Didn't get up for anything but to go to the bathroom mm-hmm. and eat. Mm-hmm. And then uh, after two months, you know, that particular morning I got up and came face to face with a serenity prayer. Mm. But so I took a I took a part time job, not a part time job, but it was a a temporary job with mm-hmm. a temporary agency. And I knew the job was going to come to an end. I knew I wanted my independence. I knew that. I wanted to make my own decisions, and I didn't want to have to suffer consequences from uh, someone else's decision making. Mm. Oh, and that, uh, that is so. Go ahead, please. And um, so I started thinking about how I could take control of my own life, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, I, I had nowhere to turn to my but to my stove because mm. I, I felt completely talentless. Mm. But I was a good cook. So I would lay in bed at night dreaming of this business, and I named this business The Bag Lady, and I was going to make lunches and send my children out to sell them. Well, when, when this job with a hospital ended, mm-hmm. uh, I started making plans to open The Bag Lady, and my husband gave me $200 of our income tax return check, mm-hmm. and on June the 19th, 1989, mm-hmm. the bag lady was born. Mm-hmm. And it's been the most interesting journey. I'll tell you this, I never had given my credit, myself credit for anything. Mm. But I made a commitment to take responsibility for myself. And God has not missed one day blessing me for making that decision. All of- he blesses hard work. I am trying so hard to stop to not cry because and not just because you're moving me, but because I know from the emails and phone calls that I get 
and I'm sure you do as well, from women who just are at the end of their rope and they feel like they have absolutely no value, whether they're married or not, that that comes from someplace in society that we are less than. It it really does. And what a surprise for me, Donna Maria, when I realized that I was strong. Mm -hmm. I was so very strong. No one was more amazed than myself. And strong, and talented, and gifted, and God doesn't create junk. He doesn't make messes. He creates us with talents and gifts and things that we can use to, to, to bloom and to prosper, and you are such a great example of that. I got an email last week from a young lady. I'm just going to read it to you because I want to ask you the question that she asked me. She is actually in Georgia, too. Her name is Sonia, and she's in Georgia, and she says, I'm at the end of my rope. What kind of advice or plan do you have or have ever heard of for someone who is who is trying to get out of the work workforce to do her business full time? I'd really like to know how to do this when I have two minor children and my husband and I are recently separated. My heart is broken. I have seen on your magazine, this is a magazine that I have, that you're doing your business full time and that is recommended. How do I get started if I'm working for someone else and I don't have any money and the business is in a very slow startup stage? Does that sound a little bit like yeah, um, what you experienced so hard, but, all those years ago? But, but let me say this. I, did, I so did not want to become a statistic. Mm-hmm. I was going to do whatever it took to make my marriage work. Mm-hmm. And so I was not nearly as brave as a lot of people think I was. I did not leave when my children were little. Mm-hmm. You know, they had both graduated from high school. One mm-hmm. had started playing around a little with college. But, you know, I just was not that brave. So I can't imagine doing what I did with two little children. Mm-hmm. And I had lost my parents. They, mm-hmm. they died very young. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have, I didn't have anybody uh, to really help me with my children. You know, if my children couldn't go somewhere, then I didn't go mm-hmm. uh, because mm-hmm. I didn't have a mother mm-hmm. that, that would help me with them. So, you know, I, I just can't, I can't imagine. But if she's got the, the love and support of a family, mm-hmm. uh, of, of parents that can offer her encouragement, you know, I, I always encourage people to try, I think, I think there's no sin at all in trying and failing, mm-hmm. uh, but I think the biggest sin is never to have tried at all. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. That is so. That is such a wonderful note to conclude our first segment. We're going to take a little bit of a break, a real short one, and we're going to come back and talk to Paula about some of the exciting adventures that she has had and how <laughs> one small step led to another, and she is where she is today, blessing us with her presence on the Lifestyle CEO Show. Don't go away, guys. You'll be able to call your questions in. This is Donna Maria. We'll be right back. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. I'm sorry. Hey, y'all. Nobody can do it like you do it for us, Paula. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. I, I just I can't even hold a candle. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to the Lifestyle CEO Show. And in case you hadn't figured it out from that greeting, we've got Paula Dean from the Lady and Sons Restaurant in Savannah, Georgia. 
the author of several cookbooks, including the latest one, Paula Dean and Friends, Living It Up Southern Style. And I want to let you guys know that you can call your questions or comments about moms in business and how you do it, small business ownership, to Paula on our toll-free listener line. It's 800-773-0355. That's 800-773-0355. Paula, we talked a little bit during our first segment about um, some of the, the the struggles that you went through and some of the decisions that you made early on to take responsibility for your future. And one of the first things you did after you opened your restaurant was you self-published a book. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, you know, people ask me all the time, Donna Maria, how, how, could I tell them, could I help them get a book published? They had written this book. Well, let me tell you. <laughs> uh, I had been in business five, six, seven, eight years when I decided that my next step was to write a book. I had so many people that came into the restaurant and said, oh, I'd love this recipe and I'd love that recipe. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I said, just bear with me because I'm going to write a cookbook. And uh, <laughs> I, I had no idea that anyone would be interested in it other than just the guests that came into the restaurant. Mm-hmm. So um, I never considered approaching anybody uh, I just hired this lady that had a desktop publishing company here in town mm-hmm. so that she could type it and put it to print for me. Mm-hmm. And then I went down to uh, the local printer and made a deal with them on the printing of my book. And it, I had saved up $20,000 mm-hmm. to use for this book. Mm-hmm. And uh, it got printed up, and it had been out two weeks. And there was so much going on in Savannah. At the time, uh, Clint Eastwood was in town filming Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. Right, right. A lot of executives from Random House were down because they published this book, and it was just a huge hit. Mm -hmm. Well, this one particular editor, she had just been promoted to editor, Mm -hmm. and she was walking down the street, walking down Congress Street, when all of a sudden... When she got in front of my restaurant, this huge rain, just the skies opened up. Mm-hmm. So she darted into my restaurant to get out of the rain. And Good I, choice. Yes. <laughs> and I was the biscuit and the hoe girl that day. <laughs> I was the one coming to the tables and giving everybody a biscuit and a hoe cake and welcoming them. Mm-hmm. And she never told me who she was. Uh-huh. But when she went back to New York, she talked to her cohort. And she gave me a call, and she said, um, I was in your restaurant last week and had a delicious meal. Uh-huh. And she said, did I not see a cookbook? And I said, yes, you did, and it's doing so wonderful. I'd probably sold 25 copies, <laughs> you know, out of the restaurant. Right. And she said, if I give you a credit card number, would you send me a couple of copies? Mm-hmm. And I said, yes, I'd be delighted. Mm-hmm. So I hung up the phone. And I went and found my oldest son, Jamie. Mm-hmm. And I said, Jamie, do you know anybody by the name of Random Al? <laughs> and he looked at me and he shook his head. And I, I cannot believe you're my mother. <laughs> <laughs> Time to put the hoe cakes down, baby. <laughs> he said, Mama, yes, I'm familiar with Random Al. They're one of the top three publishing companies in the country. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, they want a copy of the cookbook. <laughs> well, he, his jaw dropped, and uh, he he immediately grabbed that charge card number out of my hand, 
rang up two cookbooks, ran to mailboxes, etc., <laughs> and mail those copies off to her. Immediately. Yes. And like three days later, uh-huh. Pamela called. Oh, my and goodness. And she said, congratulations, Paula. Your mm-hmm. cookbook has merit, and Random House would like to publish it. <laughs> and the, I could uh, not believe it. That is so... That is so that's such a wonderful indicator of what can happen when you just put yourself out there. Right, when you just work, when you're just willing to work. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, so people ask me after my book came out and it had done so well, mm-hmm. can I help them? You know, how do I get a book published? Mm-hmm. And you know what my answer was? What? Hell, I don't know. Open a restaurant and pray for rain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, you know, it's funny because when I, I had self-published a book back in the late in the late 90s, it was a little book on making cosmetics, and it had little recipes in it for how to make creams and lotions. and Ooh, wow. And, and make by hand from scratch with with really luscious ingredients and it's not it's not if you can make gravy you can make a jar of cream and <laughs> I wrote this book and I remember the first sale I got was in Germany so I started thinking of myself as an international author and then uh, about a year and a half later a publishing house did call and just said you know we were just wondering if you you might be interested in talking with us about, about publishing your book and of course I said, well, yes, ma'am, I certainly am. What, what should I do next? And meanwhile, I was jumping around my house. Uh-huh. I was swinging from the chandeliers and uh-huh. just so excited. So <laughs> it, it's so wonderful to, to hear that and did to you, know that did, after... Did, did they publish your book? They did. They did. They published it in 2000. And I just, no. and again, it's what, what you're describing. And I hope that you guys out there are listening and can hear that no matter what it is you want to do, whether it's write a book or bake a pie or make some cream or make some lingerie bags or make your own line of purses. Kate Spade, people have done this, uh-huh. and you do have to work hard. I will say that. But, Paula and Savannah, do they have those signs on the street posts that say, hey, Mom, make $5,000 in your bathrobe next week? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hello. I have seen any of those. <laughs> yeah, they don't know. So you got to be willing to work. But what a wonderful the, story. The, America, the American dream still exists. Mm-hmm. Um, you just got to be willing to work. You know, I think we Americans have really um, put patience on the back burner. Mm-hmm. We want everything now. We want it instant. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it proves it was a lottery. My goodness, the biggest lottery in mm-hmm. history was just one. Yeah. You know, we want to win the lottery. You know, I couldn't believe one day when I went through McDonald's drive through window and they gave me a coupon for a, a free sausage and biscuit because they didn't get to my order to me in 32 seconds. Oh, my goodness. You know, they had this 30-second, right. you get right. your meal in 30 seconds. Yeah. I said, yeah. you know, uh, this is a mind blower. Yeah. And that's um, what they're selling. They're selling mm-hmm. they're selling quickness and, and haste. They're not really selling, as you of all people know, good food. Right. <laughs> Hey, I was reading the Washington Post yesterday, and there's this story in there um, written by a really great writer who's got a couple of new books out herself. Her name is Michelle Singletary, and she writes a column called The Color of Money. And she talks in this article about the three ways to generate wealth in this country, and she lists home ownership and education and investing in the stock market. And I just actually, right before this call, jotted a quick letter off to her asking her where was entrepreneurship. Where was owning something yourself? What do you think about that? 
Absolutely, but I, th- I think her I- advice is, you know, I mean, she's on the mark there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I yeah. think definitely so. If you can get a home and an education and yeah. invest in the stock market, and I have always just felt, well, not always, but recently in my life, that, that owning something yourself that you can generate revenue from is yeah. also a great thing to do. Well, I think this the country was built on entrepreneurship, don't mm-hmm. you? It's sad. It's sad to see, though. But a lot of big, big corporations are, you know, snuffing the life out of mom and pop operations. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, uh, being able to think outside the box. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is, and be creative, and, and you've uh-huh. certainly done that. I mean, you've got. I saw here one of the books I was reading um, last night when I was preparing for this. There was a foreword or, or an acknowledgement written by one of your sons that talked about your 20-hour workday sometime. Oh, my goodness. That, my, my children behind my back <laughs> uh, wrote a tribute to me and had, them, had the printer slip it into my book. Oh, you hadn't seen that? Uh, I know. I had not seen it. Oh, it was beautiful. It was oh, beautiful. I've, I've since seen it, but uh-huh. uh, no, when, when I... Mm-hmm. When my children and I were walking down the street to the printers to pick up the first three copies that he had printed off for us to, to look at, mm-hmm. uh, Jamie said, Mama, I bet you $5 you're going to cry. Oh. And I said, bet you $5 I'm not. <laughs> right. I said, right. I'm just so glad, you know, to have put this baby to bed and it's mm-hmm. coming out. So we walked a few more steps. He said, Mama. I bet you $100 you're going to cry. <laughs> and we stopped, and it just so happened we were in the middle of a street. We were in the intersection of a street. Mm-hmm. And we stopped and shook hands, and I said, no, I'm not going to cry, son. <laughs> well, we walked into that printing shop, and he put these three books, one in each of our hands. And I remember mm-hmm. looking down and smearing the ink because it was still wet oh. from touching it. And my son said, Mama, open to page four. Mm-hmm. And I opened the book. Mm-hmm. I could not believe what they had what they had written. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's a beautiful tribute for those of you who would like to get a great cookbook as well as uh, know what's giving Paula such pause right now. You need to get the Lady and Son Savannah Country Cookbook. It's actually available as a two book set uh, with uh, the Lady and Sons too. So there's a two-book set here, and I got, I got my copy yesterday from a local bookstore here, and I've just been enjoying it. And I want to let you guys know that we've got the phone lines opened up. You can call at 800-773-0355. And for people who do call in, you will be entered to win your very own copy of Paula Dean's latest cookbook, Paula Dean and Friends Living It Up Southern Style. And not only the cookbook, you guys, but it's autographed by Paula herself. So you'll want to take a look at that. Wonderful, wonderful, Don Maria. Well, your your assistants were so wonderful in, in helping me set this up. And th- thank you to Brandon and Teresa for being so great. Aren't they wonderful? Um, and I tell you what, I've got something else that I'd like to share before we have to leave. Please do. Uh, I'm working on my memoirs, mm. and that book will be out next year. And uh, mm. I'm sharing from my toenails up. <laughs> oh, and we're going to hear the whole story. You're going to hear the whole story, baby. <laughs> oh, well, I can't, I can't wait. I'm going to be looking for that, and, and I know that everyone else is too. And we have got just about a minute or so to go to break. You guys know that Paula has been on Good Morning America, 
She's been on QVC, and she has also been on The Oprah Show. Now, those are, those are great enough, but she's got her own cooking show, her very own. And I saw you having Thanksgiving dinner with Emeril and, all, and Rachel Ray and the, the, the sommelier and all those people. And I just wanted to, I just, it was just wonderful. We're going to take a break, and we're going to come back and talk to Paula about her experiences in television, and we're going to get some more advice from one of America's greatest female entrepreneurs. This is the Lifestyle CEO Show, and we'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody, to the Lifestyle CEO Show. I'm your host, Donna Maria, and we have got a fantastic woman on our show today, the one and only incomparable Paula Dean of the Food Network, Cooking with Paula, a wonderful show. And I want to share, if you don't mind, Paula, how I discovered your show. As I told you a few minutes ago, my husband and I were one of the last people in America to get cable television. (laughs) And I was terrified of it because I thought, you know, I work from home. Uh-huh. So all I need is cable television and a scoop of ice cream, <laughs> and I'll never get anything done. It's just I me and and the cable TV, and and unfortunately, to some extent, that happened. I had to kind of wean myself off of it because there was so much to look at. But lo and behold, one one evening, I was flipping through, and I said, "What is this Food Network thing about?" There, and there was a guy named uh, from the Cake Cake Love. Uh, I can't remember his name, but he has a show on the Food Network. And he's from Washington, D.C., where I'm from. So I thought, you know, there's a show. I'll take a look at it. And it was, of course, great because I got to see, you know, my homeboy doing well. He's also a former lawyer, too, so that made it more interesting. Well, I, I wonder who this is. Uh, I'll tell you his name in a minute because I can't remember it right now. But his, his show is called Sugar, Sugar Rush. Yes. I've met him. I met him uh, in New York when they all... Uh, gathered us all in. Okay, yeah. And, well, he's yeah, from nice Washington D.C. and he he's a former attorney, just like me. And he worked I'll he worked so. making cakes on the weekends and uh-huh. nearly nearly drove himself nuts working and baking cakes. Uh-huh. So he decided to do cakes full time. But anyway, I'm flipping through the channels, and I come across this lady who's in a kitchen setting, mm-hmm. and and I caught you when you just said, you know what? Just put another tablespoon of butter in there. It ain't gonna hurt anything. <laughs> And I said, you know what, this is my kind of cooking show. <laughs> and I stopped. I think I can't remember what you were making, but I have tuned into the Sugar Lace Trump, Magnolia Trumpet Show. Oh, my goodness. And they're so beautiful, and they, they're be- beautifully pictured in your, in your cookbook, which, by the way, if you call us at 800-773-0355, you will be entered to win a copy of. I have several of them here autographed. But anyway, you know what, you have such a flair for maximizing who you are and that's what i noticed you know i don't have a whole lot of time to cook but when i do i try and cook some really cool things i stayed tuned to the show but you know what paula what really got me was your personality i was watching your personality as much as i was the the actual recipe itself and and i would imagine that has served you well no matter what you've done from qvc to oprah to your own show to your books to being a star in a, in a, in a movie, Elizabethtown, right? Yes. And yes. so share with us, if you would, for all the women out there, who we all have a personality, share with us, if you would, some of your tips for making the most of who you are, who God created you to be, you know, and making that an asset for yourself. I'll, I'll have to tell you that 
uh, I am ever so grateful for the legacy that my father left me. Mm. You know, my daddy was 40 when he died. Oh, my wow. mother died four years later at 44. Huh. Uh, so they were still young. They had not, they had not built anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my brother and I were left with very, very little money. Is this Bubba? Yes, this is my brother Bubba. My brother was 12 when our daddy died and 16 when our mother died. Oh, my. And uh, so it was extremely, extremely hard. Mm. And like I said, they really left us no money. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my daddy left me something that money cannot buy. And my daddy was this man that everybody loved him that met him. He always had a big, beautiful smile on his face and a laugh that was just contagious. Mm-hmm. And he was kind, and he was he was just good to the bone as far as a person goes. And, you know, I remember coming home, Donna Maria, from high school with these most horrible report cards. Mm-hmm. I was making A's in my social life. Okay. <laughs> but I was making D's and F's on my report card. Okay. Because I didn't give two flips about it. Uh-huh. But uh, I would come in and I'd say, oh, Diddy, I have failed algebra again. Hmm. And, and, you know, I remember him saying to me, well, Paula, honey, that's all right. I was not good at algebra either. Hmm. But you know what? He would not tolerate. Hmm. He would never tolerate me being rude to anybody mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. not making somebody feeling feel good right being in our presence right and i will forever be grateful for that mm-hmm. because he taught me how to treat people mm-hmm. and well, i think that'll carry you a long way in life mm. well thank you for sharing that be Turning to your show is like walking into your kitchen. In fact, when I was watching, I remember thinking, this must be her real kitchen. Uh-huh. And I, I don't know. I can't imagine that it was. I'm sure they have a set and everything. It's not, and it just kills people. Uh, when I have to tell them that, no, that's not my kitchen. When we got the show, I didn't have a filmable kitchen. You know, I had a very traditional kitchen with a stove against the wall, and we shot some pilots, and they were not good at all. Uh, so Gordon Elliott, my producer, had this home in Millbrook, New York, and he said, he said, Paul, I got the space. He said, but the uh, kitchen's just butt ugly. He said, I'll have to renovate it. But he said, I will put you in the perfect kitchen for uh, a southern woman. Mm-hmm. And he did. Mm-hmm. And then he went out and built this fabulous garden where I could barbecue and had my flowers and my herbs. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we did this. We completed four seasons there. And in the meantime, my husband Michael and I had built our dream home, got it completed, and got moved in. Mm-hmm. And so the Thanksgiving special was the kickoff of shooting my show here in my real house. Really? Mm-hmm. And that was this past one? That was this past Thanksgiving special, if okay. you call it. That's my real kitchen and our real home. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just completed the fifth season, mm-hmm. and that fifth season was shot all here in my house. Five seasons. I am really late to this party. <laughs> it's such a shame. You're I'm a little late, girl. That's all right. I'm going back to, like, 2002. I'm like, where have I been? 
having babies. That's what. <laughs> yeah, you 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 you're busy uh, patting bottoms and wiping yeah. noses. <laughs> yeah. Well, tell me more about if you would, Paula. Tell me more about. Um, what happened after you got your book published? Share a little bit more of your road to where you are today. Well, you got your first book published. Yeah, and I, I made mention to Pamela Cannon, my editor, that I would love to go on QVC. And I remember her saying, well, what's QVC? <laughs> and I said, you know, it's that home shopping network. She was and like I, me. She has <laughs> the cable, yeah. yeah. And uh, so she said, okay, let me call you back. Like in a week, she called me. She said, okay, it's all said you're going to QVC. Well, I have appeared more than 50 times oh. on that network. And uh, just incredible, incredible sales. Mm. I know one day we sold 70,000 books. In one day? In one day, yeah. Did you have that many? <laughs> I, do you know our book, my books have now sold, they're up around $3.8 million. Why do you think that is? With some, I mean, I, I know I have a personal thought on that, but tell me, what, what do you think it is about your cookbooks that people are so drawn to? Well, I think, you know, it's real simple for me. Uh-huh. Um, I have a love affair with good, honest food. Uh-huh. And uh, when you're preparing good, honest food, you can usually pronounce every one of them, mm-hmm. every one of the ingredients. And you can usually find them in your local grocery stores. Mm-hmm. You know, I said, if I can't pronounce it, I'm not not real gung-ho about preparing it. Mm-hmm. I, I and, you know, it. I, I, and I, I think women identify with me there. They don't want to have to go online and order ingredient, exotic ingredients mm-hmm. to prepare a meal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and your, your personality shines through with the little uh, the recipe descriptions at the beginning, and of course the beginning of the book with the stories about how you met your husband. <laughs> yeah. It just gives it just gives a cookbook personality that is Thank just you. not in a cookbook, cookbook that just contains just a recipe. Well, I, I think women uh, across America, and believe it or not, one of my biggest fan bases is California. Mm-hmm. Now, who would have thought it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I would never have thought that, but you know, it just doesn't have to seem to have any geo- geographic boundaries. Mm-hmm. You know, I have seemed to connect with that woman out there in the home mm-hmm. uh, because you know I, I'm just like her. I'm I'm just an average woman uh, juggling juggling cranked chainsaws, mm-hmm. <laughs> or an, an ordinary person to... doing extraordinary things. <laughs> So, and so uh, many of them. Yes, I mean they are. Mm-hmm. They are. You know, I just hear some stories about some women, and I think, how in the world, how in the world did they do that? But like I said, we, we're when it's all said and done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Babes. Yeah. Well, I can so identify with what you're describing in terms of uh, recipes. Um, that's um, and, and having ingredients in them that people can understand and people can pronounce. I work a lot with cosmetics manufacturers, and of course, you know that they're you know it's difficult to look at any label and be able to understand mm-hmm. you know anything that's in it. And that's the perfect segue to remind everybody that you can uh, get some beauty products that are made using ingredients that you can pronounce. At today's sponsor, visit handmadebeauty.com. The Handmade Beauty Network is today's sponsor of the show, and if you visit handmadebeauty.com. 
you will be taken to a whole world of creams and lotions and sugar scrubs and everything to make you feel wonderful, all made with a high proportion of natural ingredients. We're going to take a short break. We've got one more segment left. And you know what, you guys? I know you're out there, and I certainly don't mind having Paula Deen all to myself for a whole hour, <laughs> but I'm also willing to share. So if you'd like to call your comment or question in and win a copy of her book, Paula Deen and Friends Living It Up Southern Style, then you'll want to give me a call because time is running out. The number to call is 800-773-0355. This is the Lifestyle CEO Show. We'll be right back. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Lifestyle CEO Show. I'm your host, Donna Maria, the original Lifestyle CEO, and we are we are coming up on close to the end of our time with restaurateur, cookbook author, magazine publisher. I want to ask you about that, Paula. Paula Dean, that's her name. Now, Paula, tell me about this magazine. When did it come out? Oh, my goodness. I, let me share the story with you about that magazine. Please do. Uh, I was bowled over when Phyllis Hoffman approached me. Uh, she owns Hoffman Publishing Company. When she approached me about doing a magazine, and I said, my goodness, you know, who would want to read that magazine? <laughs> well, she would not take no for an answer. Wow. And our first issue came out November the 19th uh, of 2005, mm -hmm. and it is doing incredible in fact, Phyllis called me in January, and she said, well, I just wanted to call and congratulate you, Paula. And I said, for what, Phyllis? She said, your magazine was the number one launch of the year 2005 for magazines. So, I mean, this magazine has just shot out there like you wouldn't believe. And uh, I'm so proud of it. The name of the magazine is called Cooking with Paula Dean, but... It's much more than just cooking, although it's a, it's a um, bi-monthly book, bi-monthly magazine, and each each issue contains, oh, somewhere probably around 60 recipes. Mm -hmm. And then it takes you on travels, you know, some of my favorite places that I've been and on articles that I think are, you know, newsworthy and mm -hmm. interesting. So I'm so proud of this beautiful magazine that, that Hoffman Media has has published and mm -hmm. just pleased with it. Well, it it looks absolutely fabulous, and I would, I would tell everybody you have to get it if for no other reason than to get the recipe for Paula's not your mama's banana pudding. Not your mama's baby. <laughs> your mama's. Oh, good. That's right. That banana pudding. And now, Paula, tell me a little bit about how you ended up in the studio with the talk show queen of the universe, Oprah Winfrey. You know, it was so funny, Donna Maria. I was, we were at the restaurant, and it was like during lunchtime. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, I was in the back frying chicken. We were just, had all these catering jobs, and the front of the house was so busy. And Rance Jackson, the manager of the kitchen, uh, answered the phone, and he said, hold on just a minute, and he handed the phone towards me and mm -hmm. said, uh, it's Oprah calling Paul. <laughs> and I said, you just get the hell out. No, it ain't. 
I'm trying to fry some chicken here. <laughs> yeah, I was frying chicken. I had flour up to my elbows. Um, and I took the phone, and sure enough, it was Oprah's show. It was not Oprah herself, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was a part of her team, and they were doing a story on entrepreneurs that had started businesses out of their home. Mm-hmm. And they interviewed me um, probably two or three times by telephone, and all this happened very, very quickly. Uh-huh. And uh, they finally called me back and said, we want you on the show. Wow. So there was five women in the audience, and three of us got to come up on stage and sit side by side of Oprah one-on-one. Mm-hmm. And then the other two women, they they were on the show from their audience chair. Mm-hmm. But I have to tell you, it was probably one of the most thrilling things because I had always been a tremendous fan of Oprah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm not one of these women that are, are like a groupie, but you mm-hmm. know, if I was not a group, it would be for Oprah. Uh-huh. And I couldn't wait to go up there and look her in her eye uh-huh. and see if she was the woman that that America had come to believe that she was. Okay. And it was an extraordinary 10 minutes. Really? Uh, we laughed together and we teared up together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, well, actually, one, one of the women who was on that show was on this show a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Lisa Price from a, a body care products manufacturer in New York City called Carol's Daughter. And she actually, ta- speaking of what we're talking about in part as we discuss here, putting yourself out there, she talked with me on the show about how she ha- enjoyed that Oprah appearance on the same day you did. And she said, I said, well, who else was on the show? And she mentioned a couple people. And she said, you know, Paula Dean." From the lady and stuff, and I, I was listening to, this, of course, doing the show, and I took a note, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to call her. <laughs> because I remember, you know, it's like, you know what, she's she just such an inspirational story that you have. And uh, your your sons are now starting their own show, and, and I'd like to, to ask show. you to share a little bit about that. But I do so want to tie that in for our listeners with just what one woman who knew how to make, what kind of sandwiches did you start with, wrapping them in saran wrap? Oh, I started with tuna fish sandwiches. Tuna fish sandwiches <laughs> in saran wrap. Oh, and, and that was your... mushed by the end of the route. Well, and what a business plan you had. I love the business plan, which is I made the sandwiches and my sons delivered them. Uh-huh. I was uh-huh. like, you know what, that is just, you are in the game. So simple. <laughs> we don't have time for 50-page business plans and all that stuff. You went right out there. Oh, no, no, honey, no business plan. And took your <laughs> took what was in your head and what you knew how to do and you maximized it and now what 12 years later Paula your sons the the the, the wonderful sons that you that you have in your life who have just honored you so greatly they are able to work with you and now they're going to have their own show yes yes you know th- i mean they they were the reason that I got up and did what I did every day, you know. Well, I mean, I'll never uh, look at a tuna fish sandwich and saran wrap the same way. <laughs> well, I wanted to give my children wings so they could oh, soar. Thank uh, you. And, mm-hmm. and uh, they, they, they have been guests on my show so many times, and these are such handsome, sensitive, smart guys. I mean, they are just precious. Mm. And... Uh, you know, You're it, talking about my son. You, yes, I'm talking about your children. Of course you are. I'm talking about Linda's children. I'm about <laughs> That's right. And I'm talking about my children. Um, 
I, I mean, it was just wonderful. And and Food Network saw these boys mm-hmm. uh, on their mother's show, and you know, it was just kind of a natural step uh, because they were so comfortable with the camera and with mm. each other and with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was only the next step, you know, that they should do this. And you know how proud a mother I am. I know you must be beside yourself. What is their show going to be about? Well, actually, they're taking over a show called Food Find. Food what? Food Find. Food Find. I know you're not familiar with it, just now getting cable. Just now. Well, I read somewhere that it was called Something to Go or... Well, they're taking over Food Find. Okay. It's going to be renamed. Okay, okay. Uh, It's going to be called Good to Go. Good to Go, yeah. Now, Food Finds has... They've had a long, healthy run. It's Uh always been a real popular show. And my children are going to be going out to different places, different small businesses throughout America, and sharing uh, their products with my son. Mm. uh, So it's not just food. What, no, it, it's food. Oh, okay, the okay. O- the, only, the only stipulation is that you have the ability to mail order products. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, like, they've already shot their pilot, and they came out to California. Oh, great. And they went to a candy store that had uh, this family had opened, family members had opened 90 years ago. Uh-huh. You know, and they ship out candy. So you oh. have to have a product and something that can be shipped out. Right, um, right. So, and I've seen their pilot, and they were so good. They, they just <laughs> seemed so very comfortable. And um, you know, Jamie has said that he he's just thrilled to be doing that type of show because it's like he remembers the day that Food Finds came and did a show on us. You know how much it meant to us mm-hmm, as a mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. And so Jamie said he's just thrilled that he and Bobby are fixing us to mm-hmm. go out and and help family businesses in their growth. Right, right. What a great, what a great show. It sounds like it's going to be absolutely wonderful. And thinking back over the last 12 years, Paula, did you ever, I mean, as you're moving in your business from one step to another, from from opening, from having a home-based business where you made the food products, to opening a small restaurant, to opening a larger one, to getting the cookbook self-published, and then having Pamela come in and having a publisher, and then moving to the next step, which sounds like it was QVC. As all these things were unfolding, what were you thinking? I mean, sometimes as we go through our business lives, you know, small steps, we take small steps and we move forward, and we're very caught up in the moment because we kind of have to be in order to take the next step. But now that so much time has gone by and you've done so many things, what are some of the things that you would think, maybe just three things that you think are the keys to success for a mom in business? Well, I can tell you a couple of them. Okay. Uh, I don't know if I can come up with three. Okay. But I'll tell you that passion oh. is the number one ingredient that you have to have. Uh, without passion, there's going to be a lot of room for failure. Now, by passion, do you mean passion for what you're doing? Passion for what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to be willing to sacrifice all. Oh, wow. For that yeah. business. Right. And, uh, you know, I referred to myself as like that old mule. Mm-hmm. That old work field mule. Right. I would get up every day and I'd put my blinders on. 
Oh, and you would just go and do it. Well, Polly, you have certainly done a fantastic job, and I know that in my heart I have been so inspired, and I know that our listeners have. I want you guys to go and visit Paula's website at theladyandsons.com. Go to the Food Network and check out Paula's Home Cooking. Get her new cookbook and look for her memoirs next year. And if you get to the movies to see Elizabethtown, get there at the beginning because Paula's movie debut is at the beginning. Paula, thank you so much You're for joining welcome. us. You're welcome, and tell everybody I want them to come to the Lady and Sons. And then this past year I opened up a fabulous new restaurant with my brother called Uncle Bubba's Oyster House. Well, we, we is that in Savannah, too? We will try Savannah. to get there. Thank you so much, Thank Paula. Thank you, my dear. You have a blessed day. Thank you, and y'all tune and in next week. Children. I've got some great guests coming up. This is Donna Marie on the Lifestyle CEO Show. Break all the rules, build your own corporate ladder, and create the life you love. See you next week, guys. The Indie Business Podcast is powered by the Indie Business Network. For more information, visit www.indiebusinessnetwork.com.